Hello listeners, Mike Murphy here, and welcome to the ABB Solutions Podcast. Big conversation today. It's on inverter duty motors. To help us go further with this topic, I'm excited to bring back Mark Gamitro, Global Product Manager for Specialty AC Motors. Welcome back, Mark. Thank you, Michael. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it's great having you back on. So I asked Mark to help us continue our series, Have You ID'd Your Motor Application, but put a focus on variable torque applications. So Mark, first, let's review variable torque applications, and can you explain their impact with energy consumption? Sure, I'd be happy to. So when you look at electric motors and their application in industry, a very large portion of those are used on pump and fan applications or applications where they're not really running at peak capacity. So these are variable torque applications, meaning that when you slow them down, they don't require the same amount of power, meaning it's not linear. So it's it's actually what we call the cube rule. So if you run something at 80% of its speed, it's not going to want 80% power like linear. It, it's a cube rule. So at 80% speed, it only needs 51% power. So when we say variable torque, that's what we're referencing. And why is that important? Well, primarily, if you look at the typical duty cycle of a pump or a fan, it spends the majority of its time at 80% or lower speed. And that's because systems are designed for peak capacity. So you design a HVAC system for heating or cooling only on the hottest and coldest days of the year. And the rest of the time, it doesn't need to run at full speed. So they slow it down and then the power consumption drops off. But that is significant because that's where you get your energy savings. So if you think about it, simply by reducing the speed, on a variable torque application to 80% speed, I now don't draw anything more than 50% of the power that I it would if I was running at full load and full speed. Okay. And obviously, depending on your power needs for that application, uh, that, that can really add up. Okay. So, uh, Mark, I, I always hear about uh, pairing a, a motor with, with the drive on these pump and fan applications. Can you expand more on, on some of the benefits on, on this pairing? Well, sure. First and foremost is the energy savings, because if you don't run a motor on these types of applications on a drive, you don't have any other choice. If if you don't want full flow or full volume out of a pump, then to basically mechanically throttle or dampen down that flow. Just think about like air ducts in your house. If they're on full blast and full open, the only way you can reduce those without decreasing the speed is to turn the little mechanical dampening valve on there to, to shut it down. But your motor's still running full out, drawing full energy, pushing the air. You're just mechanically dampening it out. So to get the energy savings, you got to start by putting a drive on it. But once you have the drive, you can get all kinds of benefits because that drive actually knows what it's drawing for power. So if you wanted to know what your power savings are, the drive could actually tell you your kilowatt consumption 
um, and your power consumption over time for that motor. You have also communications capabilities. So if you're, let's say, in a building system, there's typically a building management system. And you could set up communication between the drive and the building management system. Then you would know the status of the motor, how many amps it was drawing, how much power it was consuming, if you had any alarms or faults. So you can get a whole lot of data on that motor that if you're running it across the line is not accessible in normal operation. And it, it helps prevent or protect the motor. So if you do have some type of ground fault in the system, the drive has protection built into it designed to not only protect the drive itself, but the motor in fault conditions. Okay, excellent. All right, so we've covered a couple of variable torque applications, uh, the benefits of pairing a motor with the drive. Let's get back on the motor side. Mark, I hear a lot of terms out there. So uh, inverter duty, inverter capable, uh, inverter ready. Um, are these all the same? Is there any difference? Can, can you expand on those those terms for me? In today's day and age, they're fairly equivalent. And by that, I mean a lot of those terms were coined back when motors were first being applied onto drives. And so you were trying to differentiate back then on a motor that was only designed to run across the line. And now uh, you wanted to say, is that motor even capable of running on a drive without burning up the windings? And that's where like inverter capable came around. That was basically just saying, hey, that motor is going to run on a drive and it's not going to not going to have any issue. Right. But that really didn't tell you how it was its performance characteristics on that drive. It just said it's going to run on it and you're not going to burn out the windings. Inverter duty kind of came around by base and inverter capable and inverter ready were pretty much the same thing. Inverter duty came around by basically saying, okay, well, it's capable of running on a drive, but this is inverter duty. It's designed to run on a drive and it's designed to run over a specific constant torque or variable torque speed range. And so when you slow down a motor, the fan on the back of it, it's going to cool the motor less. And so basically inverter duty was basically stating, okay, if I run it on a drive, it's not only good for the windings not burning out, but I can slow it down and it won't overheat the windings over this speed range. Well, come around to today, the reason we call all of our motors now inverter duty is because everybody's windings are capable of running on a drive today. By and large, except for some specialty small fractional power motors, any motor you buy, its insulation system is going to be capable of running on a drive. So it doesn't really make sense to differentiate that anymore. What you really want to know is, what is my inverter duty rating? Meaning, can this motor run over a 10 to 1 speed range, 20 to 1 speed range, 1,000 to 1 speed range, hold full torque at zero speed without over... So now all motors are out of the box inverter capable and, and we just mark them and we're going to mark them inverter duty and that inverter duty on the nameplate is going to tell you your operating speed range when you put it on a drive both in constant torque as well as variable torque speed ranges. Okay great and you said it's uh, now going to appear on the nameplate that's, that's good. I know we've also got a list of these in the uh, Battle Reliance 501 catalog. Okay um, Mark um, so 
how about this? I'm on the Baldor website uh, in the HVAC industry page, right? And I see a ton of motor offerings there. How do I begin to choose the right motor for my application? Well, within the HVAC segment, there's a couple of different types of options. And, you know, some of them are going to be environmental characteristics. So is this in an indoor environment inside a oh, a heating or, or cooling duct where it's going to be a very clean environment? So can I get away with a, an open motor that's just generally protected or do I need a totally enclosed sealed up motor with a higher enclosure or environmental integrity, you know, it's going to be on a, on the roof of a building and exposed to the elements. So do I need a, a better enclosure with better shaft sealing on it so that it will survive in those environments? So first you want to ask yourself, well, what, what's the, what's the environment and where is it going to be running? The second question is, do I need it to be inverter duty, right? Is it going to run across the line? There's still a lot of motors that run across the line, and we have HVAC motors for those. Uh, it's just what environment are you going to be applying it into? And then, okay, am I going to run it on a drive? And if I am, you probably need to be aware that if you don't properly wire and ground the system, you might get bearing currents uh, because drives produce voltage on motor shafts that can electrically discharge into the bearing and cause bearing damage and premature failure of the motor. So what we do in our HVAC motors is you're going to run it on a drive. You, you, You need to know those speed ranges I talked about, you know, how slow am I going to be running it? Is it going to be constant torque or variable torque? But if you're going to run it on a drive, you might want to consider getting a motor with shaft grounding on it and what a shaft ground does is it just takes that electrical discharge and shunts it to ground out through the motor frame and away from the bearing so you don't cause bearing damage and we have you know a dash g and a dash bg motor one that's with a shaft grounding brush another has an aegis grounding ring and now there's also a, what's called a critical cooling version of it that will have ceramic bearings. So all, all three of those are just different ways of addressing the shaft currents that you get when running on a drive to protect and make sure, ensure you have a long-lasting motor. So you've got three things. Environment, do I want shaft grounding to run it on a drive? And what is my operational speed range? Do I need a motor that can run 10 to 1, 20 to 1, 100 to 1? Quite honestly, most HVAC and pump applications don't run outside 20 to 1, so it's usually not that big of a deal. Okay, fantastic. I think that's a perfect place to stop. Thanks again, Mark, for speaking with us on Variable Torque Applications. And listeners, if you've got any other questions, uh, as always, please reach out to your local ABB sales representative or uh, come and check us out on Baldor.com. And uh, also keep tuning in to the ABB Solutions podcast on your favorite podcast channel. Uh, Thanks and have a great rest of your day.